Cool, man. Well, we're uh, first, welcome to uh, Off the Record Podcast. We're live. I love the name. Why do you love the name? Oh, well, just the irony behind Off the Record. Um, and here we are recording. Yeah, dude. Well, one, I want to thank you for, uh, you know, agreeing to this. Um, just for the viewers' sake, I've known you for, man, uh, how long have I known you? I think seven years seven years eight years yeah seven eight years that's a pretty long time um i uh i want to let the viewers know just a little bit about you real quick i've known salah for about that time you've worked with uh, what a couple of nonprofits that, that i've known and affiliated with you and your wife run a pretty successful company in san diego california you have a pretty uh pretty cool resume man and i've always admired uh who you are and i just thought that it'd be kind of cool to uh bring you on this podcast where we are talking about people who make impact um, off the record. Yeah. And so uh, I interviewed a couple of people, man, and you were, when we started, you were the first person that came to mind, um, me and my friend Adam Graham. And I was telling him about you and kind of just telling him like, uh, dude, we have to have Salah Beno. You don't know him yet, but you will um, on the podcast. Um, and so just if, if I don't know, I don't know if you want to share a little bit about yourself, kind of share like how you're adjusting to quarantine, how, um, how yeah. you and your wife are doing, how Tanya's doing. We, we were pretty like fortunate, blessed because um, the company that keeps us the most busy is considered an essential service. Oh, nice. And so um, we haven't had a crazy change with this whole quarantine thing. I mean, obviously like everybody else, we can't do a lot of the things we used to do. We ate out a lot. We like to get together with friends. Yeah. So stuff like that has certainly changed, but like business wise keeps going. We're not like bored sitting at home, twiddling our thumbs. Um, but we are like everybody else trying to figure out what do you do right now? Like, can you yeah. hike? Like, you know, where do you go? So um, yeah. it's been, it's been kind of interesting, but, but not too crazy of a change. Not too crazy. Um, I, I asked this question earlier to someone and I asked, I said, that the only thing that's really consistent is change. I'm all, how do you navigate uncertainty? And that was kind of my question this morning. And I kind of want to propose that question to you. How do you feel that we, as humans, maybe you, maybe you as Salah first, how do you navigate uncertainty? Do you navigate it? Or do you kind of just roll with the punches? I think I've, I've noticed like two main approaches that, that I've taken, uh, and I'm sure most people take, uh, yeah. I think maybe whether it's intentional or unintentional is the question. Do you actually know you're doing this mm. or not? And I don't even think this is like, oh, I always navigate uncertainty in this way or I always do it that way. I think it's probably a mix of both. But the two ways are either A, you in whatever context of life you're talking about, whether this is how I treat my business, this is how I treat my relationships, whatever context you're talking about, I think people either say, um, as things come to me, I'm going to respond to them and try and, you know, see the opportunity in them and do something with it. But I'm going to kind of wait till they come and then I'm going to build off of whatever happens hmm. or people try and create certainty and they're like, okay, so I'm going to make plans and I'm going to make goals and I'm going to create timelines yeah. and then I'm going to take intentional action towards them because I want certainty. So yeah. I think you do one of the two. So either in, in uncertain times, you're either you're probably right now, and maybe you're doing both, like I said, depending on the area of life you're talking about. You're probably either planning right now and thinking about the future and trying to take intentional action, or you're like, hey, we're going to see what happens with this, and then I'll respond. We'll see what happens with this, and I'll respond. Yeah. I think we're doing a little bit of both. I think, I think we're doing a little bit of both. 
Yeah, I think that's for a lot of people. Like I this morning I told my friend, I'm like, people are getting that quarantine 15. You know, there's a there's a freshman 15, you gain 15 pounds when you go freshman year because <laughs> you just didn't expect you know, all the pressure. But then there's the quarantine 15 where, you know, uncertainty when, you know, you don't roll with the punches, it feels like. It feels yeah. like there's that extra yeah. pain and weight that you didn't anticipate, you know. I guess that's a cool, I don't know if that's a metaphor or like analogy, I'm not sure, but, you know, it's a cool um, uh, comparison. Um, yeah. Well, this podcast is about impact. And I know that you um, have studied that word pretty um, a little while ago. You, you, we've yeah, talked yeah. about that word. Yeah. Um, I think that I believe that you value impact and you value using that word appropriately. And so I think people use that word pretty lightly where, you know, um, and they use this kind of phrase, like I've made a difference or I've made a change or uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good for society. And so if you can give us a little insight on impact, what have you seen? Um, what does impact mean to you? Maybe that's a better question. Well, when I when I started thinking about it for us, it, it needed to mean something because we were going to measure what we were doing and what we were spending and how we were spending our time, energy, and money. We were going to measure it off that. So I had to create yeah. some definition that I could measure against. So uh, years or two ago, I, I decided that the definition for me of impact would be what remains after we push against or press mm. into something. So whether it's some force that we're pushing against, whether it's some thing that we're going to press into and really it would be impact would be defined by what remained. And that helped us separate out things that maybe we did in the moment, almost like um, one of those like foam things where you can like push into it. But when you let go, it kind of returns to its original shape. Mm, yeah. So it kind of helped us figure out like, Oh, this is, like if we want to create impact, it's got to be something where after we're done, there's the, the impression is still there. And that's what we did for us is that's how we defined impact for us. And so you said push or pull. And that's that kind of like the analogy you're talking about, like whatever. So whatever remains, can you like apply that maybe to, I don't know, maybe someone's personal life? Could, could that be applied to someone's personal life? Not just in a um, a business model, but in, you know, trying to make impact in your own personal life, how can you measure push or pull? Um, so push or press, um, like press, uh, push against or press into. Um, but, you know, I, I think of a common one that just makes it easy maybe is like the whole gym thing. Gyms mm -hmm. are packed, you know, January yeah. 1st through the 30th, maybe into February. Uh, but I don't know if you get into October, November, and you, you say, okay, I really pressed into that thing, or I really pushed a, a, against weight gain and my mm -hmm. issues with, or even weight loss. Like, I, you know, I'm really thin. I need to come get, you know, get a little more healthier. Um, I wonder if in November, if you look back and you say something remains from that, or if mm -hmm. it was like, no, I just kind of pushed into the foam and then I let go. Nothing really changed. Yeah. You know, with habits, like, oh, I, I did this for, man, I did this for three months. And a couple of years later, like, is it still part of your routine or rhythm? Or mm. was it something you did? If you pushed into it, the foam had some compression and you could see yeah. the impact of the foam, but you let off of it. Um, so in your personal life, yeah, I kind of wonder, even now during this quarantine time, these things that you do now, right now in the quarantine, the things that you're like, oh yeah, I started doing this. I started reading mm. I started, oh, And now every morning, this is my routine. Um, we'll see, I guess, whether yeah. anything remains from it. And let me just clarify, not necessarily does, not necessarily are you still doing it later. That's not always the measurement of impact, whether you're still doing it, but in 
two or three months, like did something remain from this time or was it mm. just, that's what I did in that time and the effects were in and out. I like that because it, it changes impact from doing a good deed, you know, to making like a long lasting and actual impact where like you have to measure the time in order to see if there was an actually an actual impact. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 So after that, after that, after this quarantine's over, I guess we're really going to see what impacts remain from being isolated for so long, right? I think so. You yeah, think, so? think so? What do yeah. you anticipate? Like, what do you anticipate for the average person? Like, like there has to be, if someone wants to make impact now, I mean, however they want to make impact, how, how does someone go along in doing so? If that, and maybe that's a general question, but like, how do, how do they begin to make how do they make impact in themselves and make themselves better going through this quarantine does that make sense uh, it does make sense it, generally it's a big yeah. question right like what mm -hmm. what are what are you trying to do um i guess i guess using that whole that whole uh are we pursuing the opportunities that come to us or are we kind of defining the opportunity and then pushing towards it if i use that I've heard some people, uh, maybe it was even you and I who were talking, and it was like, you know, I'm, I'm really, you said, uh, I'm kind of finding certain things about myself that I didn't realize before. And people yeah. are talking about like, wow, I'm, I'm starting to do this now. And I'm starting to realize this about me. I wonder if the good things, th so those are the things that are kind of opportunities that are presenting themselves to us. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if people are going to say, wow, I really love that this gave me the opportunity to run more or whatever. I mm. wonder if they're going to like continue that or if they're going to just back out once life gets busy again and you got to be at school and you got to be at work. And you, yeah. I wonder if people are going to be able to maintain this stuff. So yeah. I wonder if we're forming our new life around these things or if this is just like a placeholder. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not answering your question, but I'm kind of wondering with you, actually. I, I think we're yeah. both wondering the same thing. Yeah, I'm asking the same question for myself. Like, I think I picked up like three or four habits that I'm like, man, I hope I can continue this, you know, <laughs> when, when I'm going back to work full time and when I'm in school full time. Um, and you, Johnny, like, is that, is it possible or what do you think? Yeah, I, I was seeing that running meme um, that someone was posting saying, you know, uh, you've complained about time for four years and now you have all the time in the world. So yeah. whatever it is that was on your bucket list, if you don't do it, it's because you're lazy, basically. <laughs> and then I saw a counter meme that basically said, you know, focus on health, like screw this meme going around, like who cares about that? Like basically, like if you're healthy, focus on your mind. So there was like two sides, like, and you're kind of stuck in the middle. And so I was like, well, I want to pursue these things, but I don't want to create and do something based on this extra time that I have. I want it to become just part of what I'm doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think so, a lot of people are. I wonder if they're going to be able to. It. Was, I saw another meme that said, you know, all these podcast mics are sold out <laughs> because <laughs> so many people are, are trying to do podcasts now. Like, what else do you do? You know. And so, um, I I even posted for the first post on the page. I posted. Um, I'm like, I'm pretty sure everybody and their mom just started a podcast, but hopefully you listen in. And so, <laughs> and so uh, we'll see. Let's see who listens in. Um, dude, so, I mean, is there anything that you started doing outside of quarantine that you feel isn't your regular norm? I mean, you said that you've kind of been still the kind of as the same, um, same routines because you guys are still working. 
but um, have you did started anything that you usually don't do? Well, um, in short, the last six months have been extremely challenging for us. We had a, just a, a lot going across, uh, um, a lot happening across a couple different areas of life. And so we, we knew that we projected it back in October that we were going to have a crazy six months. So it's not only did the quarantine thing happen, but what we naturally thought would um, happen with just kind of a, a calming down of the busyness happened at the same time. So the first thing we did is I've just been like, this is the first time in five or six months, if I can just be honest, that my emails like clear, I feel caught up, wow. I feel organized, my desk isn't too much of a mess, which is unusual for me. So I think the first thing I did was just took advantage of the opportunity to finally get back to what I, what I wanted my norms to be, which wasn't so much craziness. Yeah. But um, I think like a lot of people, I don't know if this is the same for you. I've been doing a lot of reflecting mm. and maybe it's because I'm getting old too. I don't know. They say <laughs> age makes you reflect more, but I am starting to look across some of the things um, a little bit more and say, uh, don't want to keep doing this when everything returns to normal. Do I mm. want to keep doing this? So I think right now uh, what I've been doing differently is not just going, going, going. I've been wondering what should I start dropping? Hmm. And that's a really hard question for people to answer. What do I stop doing? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice to talk about. It's actually really hard to do. Um, but it does begin hmm. with an internal conversation. So I think what's happening differently is I'm not just going with the flow. I'm actually starting to kind of push back on the flow. I, I like that. I mean, I feel that I guess any motivational video out there or uh, inspirational video will advocate for you to do something more, you know, and that's almost like the capitalistic society we live in where it's like more, 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 or get more, do more, uh, wake up at 4 a.m., you know, like in all these yeah. routines that it feels like you can't even adapt to. Yeah. But going back to your point, uh, I read a book a while ago recommended by Tanya actually okay. essentialism uh, okay oh, yeah. uh, I forgot the author but it was it wasn't about doing more it was about only doing what's essential yeah and so cutting out all these extra things that actually don't benefit you at all and that's a hard question to do like a hard question to actually act upon and so I kind of want to change this to like a business perspective and say like I feel like all these businesses during this time one they're in desperate need of aid to continue to survive. Yeah. And two, they're trying to be like, well, how can I help the community? And so they're thinking about maybe we can, maybe this is an opportunity to help the community. But three, if we choose to do so, is this something that we can sustain outside of quarantine? Mm -hmm. You know, is this an impact that we can continue to make outside of just this specific circumstance? Or do we just capitalize on this circumstance? Oh, yeah. You know? And so I want to, man, I want to challenge business owners. And although I feel complete sympathy for business owners, local business owners that, you know, can't, are struggling to survive right now. I know one, um, a good friend of mine, uh, Justin from Gentil. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, they're, they're an amazing coffee shop, you know, and they're, they're really reliant on their, um, you know, on their regulars to come in now to get coffee. And so for those business out there what do you recommend to continue to make impact outside of this you know unprecedented time hmm. does that make sense i mean that's a big question because because if because one you have to you have to realize you know they're not in the best situation as well yeah and two some of them have great hearts that like man we want to help the community you know 
so that's funny you used that you're referring to the book essentialism and the the irony of that is that right now the companies that are in business that are able to still operate under the current orders are those who are providing essential services mm -hmm. so um kind of funny that you know people yeah. that weren't maybe doing anything essential are now like hey how can we adopt an essential model that, mm. that keeps us up and running um do, do you do, when you talk to business owners do you find that a lot of them start off or at least at some point are like i want to i don't want my business to just be like a business but i want to do something good for the community or do something good for the world do you find that's mm -hmm. a common thread i find it's a common starting point yeah but then over time it just kind of like ships out or something you know <laughs> yeah you, i don't know like that book defines essential and you can probably define essential for yourself the government in this case has defined essential you know me i always like to like define the word we're talking about yeah um maybe though to answer your question and i'm just thinking out loud with you is uh if you're a business right now who isn't providing an essential service you're probably too focused on just trying to figure out how to survive you're not probably in a real a good headspace to figure out how do I do something good and keep it going after this and create impact. Um, yeah. You're probably just trying to figure out how to survive. Maybe maybe one of the things that we can do is define essential, or maybe what people need to do for themselves is define essential. And if you're in a business that is essential, is providing essential services, maybe now is a good time to say, hey, look, we're one of the few that can run during times like these maybe it's time to start actually thinking about what do we do that's good for the community besides just mm. um just operating and if you're a business that doesn't provide something essential maybe you need to work that into your business model somehow not all businesses will be able to yeah but maybe you need to work that in because well here's where i was going with that when i said define essential and then work it into your business uh, the government has defined essential for us today but if you're a christian believer essential for humanity means something different yeah. Um, if you're if you're really of any belief system, you might have a definition for essential. Or you might determine that hey, we need to be more essential in our in our business anyway. In other words, there are things that are essential for humanity and things that are essential for people. That whether or not the government defines it as such, they they are there. I guess what I'm saying is maybe you need to define essential first, and then say, are we doing anything that's essential, or if the if everything is shut up, are we even needed? Not just are we needed to provide food or gas or we're a bank. Are, do people even need us or are we just a complete luxury buy? Mm. If you're just a complete luxury buy, maybe you need to start there. Mm. Uh, I, I know I'm going on for a minute about this, but what, what do you... No, it's fine. Is that, is that helping at all? Go to, for it. I, I, yeah, I kind of linked two of the definitions you provided today. And... One is I'm almost seeing a correlation between starting with the impact you want to make and not within simply the, you know, money you want to gain. Yeah. You know, it's almost like starting with the definition of, you know, I know you provide a definition for impact, but what does that definition mean to that particular business owner? Mm -hmm. One is what you consider essential surrounded by your definition of impact. Does that make sense? Like, am I mm -hmm. picking what's essential based on the impact I want to make? Or am I picking what's essential based on the money I want to gain? And then, you know, impact comes secondary now. As to before, it was your why. You yeah. Know? yeah. And you know, in times when you don't have, in times, in times when, times like this, we've never seen times like this. So it's hard to even, you know, reflect on times like this because we've never seen anything like it. But 
in in these unprecedented times when people feel like they have to adjust their priorities because of the unfortunate situations we lose sight of what impact means i think you know we lose sight of the what is essential what you began with and of course i think funding is essential they they need to apply those are basic things you need to apply for funding you need to find out how to survive and stay open um have you been to downtown dude it's like there's it's a ghost town it's dead it's great and i've seen so many i've never seen so many for lease signs and i was like man like all those one building let's say one 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 restaurant consists of let's say 25 employees mm-hmm. maybe 20 those are 20 families let's say let's say they were single you know let's say they yeah. were they were young people um in college or out of college yeah um, mid 20s uh, maybe some some 30s they're out of jobs you know and the business owner the business owner is also there figuring out how to well how do i stay open you know and so those are essential things that you need to focus on but my advocacy during this time is to be like well let's redefine impact then i think that we can still make impact mm-hmm. during this time even in unfortunate situations mm-hmm. and so i don't know if this question uh hmm. I don't know if it would, it, it's pretty, I, I think simple, but maybe not. Um, how, what other ways can we begin to make impact outside of providing, you know, financial opportunity for people? Does that make sense? Yeah. So the, the big issue right now is finances, you're saying. I for feel most. like it is. And so like that's it. the easy target. Everybody's like, help them out with money or something yeah. but where yeah you know what i mean the the finance is an easy one and it's a big one it's a real one and it obviously has a cascading effect you affect somebody's finances there's like this chain of e- events yeah. um, but vulnerability the people that are vulnerable like if you look at vulnerability finance is just one aspect of vulnerability i think the reason mm-hmm. why i bring up vulnerability is because that's usually where you can have a lot of impact is where there's vulnerability. Hmm. Um, so identifying the vulnerable, identifying, um, you know, people with supply chain management backgrounds will do good in this. In fact, if you know somebody with a supply chain background, it might not be a bad idea to link up with them or at least do a quick little Google search and learn a little bit about it because it probably will get people's brain going. If you think about like, well, this happens here, so then this happens here, da, 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 and you kind of understand that supply chain, the, the chain of events, I think you'll probably see like where the vulnerable sections are Mm. Uh, right now. Like I was listening to one guy, he's like, we expect domestic violence cases to skyrocket during these times because people are home more. And so there's going to be more of that, you know, Um, things like that. Like what a happens and therefore B is going to happen. And now C and where's the vulnerability. I think you're right. I think we can have impact during this time. Um, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't challenged trying to think about it. Yeah. You know some of the things we've done in the past, and you and we've been team we've teamed up on a lot of them. And I'm even been thinking about some of those and the people that we were working with. And it's really hard to figure out how do we how do we still do any of that. Um, I went to a, I went to you know downtown is a place we used to go to a lot. And when I was there, you know, I was looking around um, people experiencing homelessness, and I, I'd be lying to say that. I, w- I was a little cautious. I had my mask on, but with this virus spread around, you know, before we would, we would 
uh, advocate against, you know, any, we would go straight up and, and hug people, man. And, and we would advocate against any like stereotype or, or anything, you know, we yeah. were out there and one word that we hate and, you know, Tanya can attest to this is that we hate the word bum and hobo. Right. And so, you know, I would never use that word again. But when I was out there, I felt like I need to keep my distance, you know, not because, you know, I don't want to hug someone, but because, you know, of this stupid virus, you know, this pandemic going around. Mm-hmm. And so, I, dude, I, I, I've been so challenged, so challenged because this question seems like something that's been rolling in my mind. It's like, how do I continue to make impact? Maybe there's a question. How do I continue to make impact while being at a distance? You know? And I, I don't know. And it kind of goes against some of the things that I believe too, because, you know, some of the things that we talked about was I need to get close first, you know, to make an impact. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. What do you think about that? It's kind of hard for me. It's kind of hard. Uh, Kind of a hard bridge right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I guess maybe one way to do this, and this might sound like a cop-out to some people, okay? Yeah. But, but uh, it's not if you apply it right. Maybe one of the things that this, this uh, situation is doing, well, let me back up. So the other day, uh, <laughs> it's going to sound funny. It's a funny okay. example. But yeah. I bought some white jeans, like four months ago, okay? Nice. Can't wear them four months ago because the fashion police tell you you can't wear them for, yeah, I couldn't have worn them four months ago. So I got some white jeans. (laughs) So I got these white jeans and I'm like, when am I going to wear these white jeans? Now, I don't really care a ton about, you know, like fashion as a whole, but I I do have these white jeans that I don't want to wear. What I was realizing is I got a bunch of clothes that I'm just not wearing, Hmm. right? I got nowhere to go. Like why? I don't know why. Well, that is probably just a small window into how many other things, if I looked around my life, I would be like, why? Now, the question is, when we get back to normal, am I super concerned about re, reinvigorating those areas, um, spending time and money and energy and mental thought on these different areas of my life? My, and I know this, again, this sounds like a cop-out or maybe a little cliche, but the material things, the kind of the, the luxury things, the, yeah. the vain things, the vanity plays. How much time am I focused on those? Maybe the real question for me, this is for me, maybe the question for me about impact during this time is going to be less about who else I impact and more about the impact of this time on me. Hmm. And so maybe when I look forward to six months, two months, uh, two years, three years, maybe the question is going to be like, was that just a quarantine time for you, Salah? Or did it impact you enough that your life actually does look different Mm. these one years, two years, three years later? Are you more focused on the essential things? Are you less focused on the vanity plays? Are you actually focused on externals? Or did that time just make you think about it? Because you couldn't Mm. focus on yourself a whole lot if if you didn't want to. I can't can't focus on how good I look or (laughs) where I'm going. or it's not. I can't do that. So maybe for me, the question will be the impact of this time is going to be, did it actually impact me? Or was it just a placeholder in time? I like that. And I think it, it sounds should. like, I mean, it could sound like a cop-out. It sounds like you're saying, just wait it out. You know, don't yeah. do anything right now. Some people are uniquely suited and they actually have opportunity to affect others. And so if you do, like, go for it. But if you don't, if those opportunities are in front of you and you can't think about any, maybe you need to be thinking about, well, like, why don't, why aren't opportunities in front of me right now? What's probably supply chain is probably the result of the last two years of my life. 
the fact that there's no opportunity for me right now to have impact in somebody else's life or do anything meaningful right now is probably because for the last one or two years, I haven't been doing anything to create that. So now what do I do with this so that ongoing, no matter what the pandemic, no matter what the issue, my life is always suited. I'm always positioned for it. Maybe that's a question that, again, I'm just being a bit transparent here with everybody. Like yeah. maybe that's what I need to be thinking about. You know, I think that's a, that question kind of challenges me because I'm kind of, I don't have, I will admit I've realized that I'm, I'm privileged. You know, I'm very privileged during these times that I have a nice house to be in. I have, um, I live in a good neighborhood and I, I'll be the first to admit my privilege, not in like a, you know, a demeaning way, but more in i I've realized that, you know, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, during these times. And I don't even want to use the word blessed, but I realize that, that we're, we're, we're well off. And I've, with that, I think there's almost this, this force in me that almost wants to be like, well, because I'm well off, I can do something, you know? And then there's another side of me that goes, I hope this isn't just quarantine time. Like, I hope this isn't just, you know, that inner part of me that's bored and checks the fridge 14 times a day to see if it changes <laughs> and, and trying to figure out what to do with my extra time. But yeah. I want this to be, you know, a sustaining thing that where I don't look for extra time to make impact, but rather my life is built upon making impact. Does that make sense? And, yeah. and so I've been ans- asking that question, you know, for myself. And I'm pretty sure some people are asking that question, you know, maybe not the word impact, but maybe essential, you know, maybe they're asking what's essential. I think you're asking a, a really important question and you're bringing up, you're like, am I just thinking about this stuff because I have the time? Yeah. And you're, you're probably hitting on, you're hitting on something pretty important because yeah, I think a lot of people probably are in that position too and if and they maybe not even are realizing that that's why they're thinking about it they might be misjudging yeah. like oh i'm well it's because i'm getting older i'm i'm a more conscious human being these days or whatever but once life gets busy it's going to be like out the window so you're actually bringing to the forefront a question that probably we need to be asking ourselves like why am i thinking mm-hmm. this is this just because i got time right now well if yeah. it is then the problem probably when we get back to normal is a time thing for you yeah yeah because Cause that's what you have now and it's creating the, the ability to, for you to think about it. So then take that away. And if you don't think about it anymore, it's like, Oh, but then, my, but then my next question is that, yeah. Then what, then what are you surrounding your time with? You know, that's my next question. And what am I surrounding my time with that I have decided is essential, <laughs> right? You know, what have I labeled essential? And now we're going back to, back to essentialism where, okay, I think this actually back to what you felt this time might be, how I can make impact is, what do I need to cut out in my life now that I've had for years, maybe, you know, that I've been doing for years that it's not even essential, not even essential to my mm-hmm. overall goal, which is to create impact. If I started a business to create impact and now all these forces, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to navigate during this time. And I need to go back to my original definition. You know, maybe impact isn't financially, you're not financially impacting someone. Maybe it's just, what can I cut out in my business now that wasn't even essential when we started? Yeah. You know, what was an, what was an add-on? You know, what was a widget that we, <laughs> that we added? Not even, not even essential anymore. Um, man, well, we're, we're running out of time, but I want to, uh, 
I want to thank you, man. That that was that kind of challenges my mind, and I hope this isn't uh, quarantine quarantine talking, but uh, you know this. I hope this podcast will allow people to, you know, really analyze and really think. You know, one, what did I want to make impact on? What what's my definition of impact? Two, um, what has become essential that shouldn't be essential? And three, what can I do now? You know, what can I do now? And those so, are the, uh, those are three great themes, man. That that's a nice yeah. like that's a nice circle. Nice right little there. circle. Yeah, yeah aren't like circles it. the best? I think circles. Little <laughs> <laughs> circles. Well, Slaw, anything else you want to say for the viewers, man? Before we end it. No, I just I want to say thanks. Of course, I want I thank you for letting me be on this and and having the conversation with you, and thank you for the insights you're offering. Because yeah, I think you're asking the important questions that other people need to be asking if they're not already. So. Um, yeah, I hope I hope this has impact, that there's fruit of yeah. this for people. So that's that's cool, man. Me too, man. Thank you. All right, man. Well, this is Off the Record Podcast with Salah Bino. Cool, Wait, so all that was on the record? Off the off record, the record, man. Off, off the, the record. record. <laughs> cool, man. We'll see Thanks, you guys, man. man.